so today is it's a full moon in Aquarius and it's significant to me because my north node is in Aquarius my south node is in Leo so for the uninitiated In this life, I'm striving to live in an Aquarian way, striving to create spaces that hold emotional connection, that hold productive, progressive possibility, and the realization of that progressive, productive possibility into change, social change, social advancement. That's my North Star in this lifetime. And I'm leaving behind shining for shine's sake. I'm leaving behind the, the things I've done before, which is the life I led before, which was as a Leo and being able to get attention, give attention, get and give praise, be creative because it's fun. This in this life, I'm being creative because it is in service of a higher purpose in service of higher aims. And I feel called at the moment to integrate who I have been, the life that I have led as very heavily Leo, (laughs) Um, being able to get shine, especially with regard to work, because Leo is in my 10th house. Um, And I have my 10th house moon in Leo. It's like a whole thing. (laughs) But... Basically, all attention for me now is not good attention. All praise is not good praise. All creativity needs to have this higher meaning and has to have some kind of ability to be institutionalized so that other people can take my template and replicate what they dream of of seeing for themselves. And for the past, I don't know, year and a half or so, um, I've been slowly edging the shape of my life um, into an unknown form in, into the, in an unknown direction. I've basically, I walked away from the big career. I walked away from the status I had gained in staying in my former career, which was in sustainability. And I walked away from that because 
I realized that I was just living out the life that I had already lived before. It was a karmic thing. And I had no identity outside of my career. And I literally took a break to say, who am I when I'm not having my entire identity consumed by the eight hours or so, usually more, (laughs) that I'm spending on my job? And that was a massive turning point for me. And even now that my work circumstances have shifted quite a bit, I've still adopted this kind of aversion to doing things like I had done in the past, to over-identifying with with work for fear that I would recreate the hell that I was living in, um, that I created for myself (laughs) and got, felt stuck in for a long time. Um, Not to say my work wasn't great or meaningful or impactful, but my internal state um, was quite tumultuous engaging in it over time and it was tumultuous to the point where I was like I need to quit (laughs) I need to I need to take a step back and reframe how I do work um and I luckily had the economic privilege to to make that decision and do so with very little consequence um so I say all that to say I feel like I'm ready to take the lessons I've learned from my previous identity that was so work consumed and obsessed. And I'm ready to integrate the parts of her that was actually like badass though. (laughs) It's actually like pretty great. I'm a damn good writer. I'm a great speaker. And I'm inspiring. I inspire myself. I'm probably going to listen back to this later and be like, yeah, girl. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> and that's, that. just the inner Leo. She, she'll never die. She just, she loves to just shine and then look back and be like, girl, you shining. <laughs> and that's what allows me to be healthy. And, and, you know, when I give light and shine to other people, because I do that for myself too. Right. Um, I've been running away from all that I was in search of a new identity. So, so far as to shut the door on the light that I used to admit. And I'm revisiting that now and I'm like, that's, it wasn't terrible. Now, is the whole world work? Of course not. And now I have hobbies (laughs) that take up my time. I have this, right? I'm getting to record um, my thoughts with you 
Coachella. Um, I have, of course, my writing, which I will do until I'm dead. Um, I have my fitness that has come to also take on a new meeting. You know, it's not, it's no longer a vehicle for diminishing the damage that I normally do to my body by over consuming, um, substances and, and food. Um, if you need more on having to get over that, listen to the Scorpio, (laughs) the Scorpio healing episode, (laughs) but I have other anchors in my life that make it so that when I do show up to work, I'm doing so from a really clear and unbiased and neutral perspective to truly come and to ask what is to be gained by myself, by, by others, by investing in this mode of, of being organized in this program of, of action. How can we amplify the possibilities? Even if they don't always square with reality. How can I spread some positivity that keeps people hopeful enough to act. And when action is not on the table, to dream. I'm able to answer, ask those questions and and be in this space now of, of reflecting on all the good that I did do instead of looking at my career as, um, an external success and an internal disaster. It wasn't just that. It's not that black and white. But rather, I'm able to have this perspective about it now because I feel peace about my own ability to sustain myself in meaningful ways without over-relying on external sources of praise to affirm me. I was just asked by an old colleague, um, long time colleague, long, long time ago, um, to write an article about weaving some of my career experiences into my career journey. And my immediate thought was, oh, I don't do that anymore. And I had to catch myself because I thought, well, she's asking questions about where I am now, what I'm doing now, about where I've been in my career before, in the past, 
and about some things that I've learned, a couple nuggets of wisdom, and it's likely going to be run as like an interview, right? Where it's a kind of a question and then I type up my answer and then a question, answer, et cetera. And this is what spurred all this thought, all this thought, right? Of this inspiring inspiration to sit down and record this. I thought, you know what? There are things of value for me to share from my journey. It's possible for me to hold the, the discomfort that resulted in my growth alongside the unbelievable peace and freedom I feel now. And I thought, huh. You know, the life of a Scorpio is always evolving. <laughs> life of everybody is always evolving, but I think Scorpionic people, people with major Scorpio placements have a really keen sense on all the things that have changed, um, especially when we take inventory and are like, oh, this is so different. <laughs> I'm so different. You know, two years ago, I am so different than I was just two years ago. All my whole life looks very different than it did just two years ago. But with the death and rebirth of ourselves comes the opportunity to be hopeful about the lessons that we've learned in our change and our struggle being able to shed shed light, you know, shine light for someone else right, on what's possible if they decide to muster the courage up enough to change themselves as well. And I thought, well, for that alone, that fact alone, it could probably be worth it um, to share what's going on in my life. Yeah, that, that was or those are some of my the gist of my thoughts. I had like two other thoughts around um, unabashedly claiming around friendships and how friendships, my friendships are shifting now, and how I feel like I'm coming back into feeling like it's safe for me to be open to make new friends, specifically because I have an agenda with my friendships now. And I'm clear on what that is. I'm not unconsciously or subconsciously playing out old karmic patterns in my friendships anymore. Um, because I ended all the friendships where I was doing that. Which is was not in service of me or in service of the friends in those relationships. Um, just kept us stuck in a dynamic that wasn't, that was stagnating and was kind of getting like swampy water, you know, without the fresh the, the like without a river running through or you know tides of the ocean just everything just kind of gets stuck and that's where I was um and so yeah my other thought was about friendships and feeling now that especially with you know my third house being ruled by Capricorn I like talking about building some shit. 
I like talking about work, but not just work in the clock in, clock out aspect, but working on oneself, working on one's spiritual growth, working on one's physical body, working on one's deeper understanding of themselves, working on one's um, style, fashion, image, hair, um, working on one's confidence, one's voice, harnessing the, the, the power of kind of setting yourself up with a life where everywhere you go, people are constantly reminding you of what you're capable of once you reach that, reach that summit in a given space. For the first time ever in my life, I now have zero, okay, zero contacts that I repeat, like, that I frequently interact with who make me feel anything less than the unlimited potential that I am. I don't engage with people anymore on a frequent basis. You know, you you have the one-off random encounter in like some store or something, right? Like where people are just ignorant, right? Which happens. But I don't purposefully engage with people, not with family, not with former friends, not with colleagues or former colleagues who have, who I then give the power to help define my identity um, as anything other than what I perceive it to be, which is that I am a wellspring and a source of unlimited good and divine love. If anybody's giving me that, the kind of energy of, oh, well, maybe you're not as great as you think you are. I, we don't, we will not frequently connect. We probably won't connect at all because it's not the truth. And the power, the power (laughs) that you can feel when you consciously design your life to only reflect the truth that you believe about yourself once you've done the work to to change the truth that you believe about yourself. I didn't believe that I was this. I, I had some good thoughts about it for many years, but... I didn't really believe it because I kept engaging with people who made me feel like I was less than what I was. I engaged with systems. I held on to relationships and jobs and other kind of connections that did not serve me. That's what that means. When people are like, oh, you know, you need to let it go. It doesn't serve you anymore. They literally mean, like, I take that literally. It literally means if something doesn't actually add to your wellness, add to your growth, add to your evolution, add to your capacity to challenge yourself. Just last night in the, in the spin class, the spin instructors that were here, all right, team, we got another hill. And I'm like, yes, let's go. 
let's get after these hills. Let me go challenge myself because what are we doing if we're not doing that? What I'm, I'm here to just lollygag around in my cute spandex and be like, oh yeah, I'm cute in the gym. No, we're out here to get this work done. We're out here to push these bodies so that we can live in them for the next 50 years plus. And, and not live in them and have them, oh, my body's creaky. It's it. No, we're out here like, my body's out here thriving, okay? <laughs> she's, she's living her best life. I don't let things outside of me define my limits for me anymore. And that's a really long extended way of talking about friendship, but, <laughs> but it comes back to friendship because you are who you hang out with, right? You are the, they said the combination of the top five people you spend time with or something like that, that that's who you're most like. And if the top five people you're spending time with are always going on about, yeah, man, you know, one day I'm going to, you know, at some point I'm going to. And that goes on for too many years. That goes on for, for a long time. And you realize that their story hasn't changed. Look in the mirror. Has your story changed? That's what I realized about myself. Kept talking to the same people, and they're like, "We're gonna." At some point, we're gonna. And I was like, "You don't mean that. You're lying to yourself." And the fact that I fell for your lies to yourself means I'm lying to myself too. Gotta call it. Gotta call it. So I'm over here talking. I don't know if you have thoughts, but I'm just over here talking. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> I think it's important for you to talk through your thoughts, and a lot of what you're saying is things I've been, I've been speaking about for a long you time. Have. Um, it's good to hear you come to the same conclusion where I operate, uh, because yeah, what you say is true. Um, it's all true about self identity and how we relate to others around us. And, yeah, we keep ourselves fooled if we're not, you know, changing in some kind of way. Uh, it's just the innate rules of this realm. Change is inevitable mm -hmm. since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And so those who don't change, even just a little bit, they're literally fighting the flow of energy mm -hmm. in this realm. Wow. Um, and this realm is massive, you know, um, uh, and a lot of people who struggle with change, a lot of them die early. The fear that manifests in their bodies through stress, which leads to disease, um, strikes people down over time. Stress is the cause of many physical ailments. If not death, it is, it causes harm. It does. And stress is the result of fear. Um, and the thing that people are fearful of is change. And I feel, yeah, it's it's something that doesn't really get talked about. Um, it's not widely accepted. Mm -hmm. um, but this world's been changing since its existence. Yep. 
and who are we as these life forms and these bodies that get the short period of time on this planet think that things need to just stop moving for our <laughs> sake. <laughs> it sounds so crazy when you put it like that. Yeah, it really brings it all into perspective. Yeah. You know, um, and yes, you know, you know, a lot of people say we're creating God's image, right? We're created in this image of the realm, but it does not mean we can control the realm. Ooh, big facts. You know, uh, things come and go, you know, as, you know, suns expand, turn to black holes, as, you know, birds are born, birds die, like everything has a beginning and an end here. There is no, nothing just, the process never just stops. It just keeps going through. And many people have come through this realm and have gone. And it's just important to always keep that in mind, you know, enjoy the journey, but allow yourself to change just a little bit. Yeah. Allow yourself to evolve and grow um, and be retrospective and, you know, and be happy about, you know, the positive changes that you're able to do. And positive changes generally connoted by changes that, an individual wills himself to do versus being a victim of their circumstance. And so, yeah, those are my thoughts. Those are great thoughts. Um, it's part another thought for me, which is, you know, predicated on what you had said about people think that they can stop the whole realm just for a little while. Right. Yeah. You know, for their little, blip of a life which that's what we have we have like tiny 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 periods of time yeah um, in comparison to how long the world's been here exactly. that's what makes it yeah very exactly. small um and it reminded me of um family members and and a lot of people who i used to work with um being past oriented and um just people in my life, generally church people, just all kind of people I've never, I've met who are very past oriented. So for example, you already know that auntie uncle in the family reunion. Oh, it's so good to see you. You grow. So I remember when you were, you know, I remember when fill in the blank, right? When you were little and this thing happened and blah, 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 blah. When when we had that one event and you had sang or embarrassed yourself or whatever, whatever. And over time, whole groups of people, it's not just people in a familial setting, right? It's people all over. You know, I these kids don't know how to work these days, right? These kids are asking for too much. I don't know. This Gen Z, this millennial, I don't know. Are you saying they're stuck in the past? that's what your your commentary had sparked for me was a lot of ton of examples that I've witnessed and, and heard mm. and that are really pervasive throughout society. I mean, the biggest one is this is how we've always done it. Of people, oh, the worst. And that's a straight, Never one that's a straight throwback to, <laughs> I know things have changed now, but this is how we always do it. So let's just go back to that. Right. Back to five years ago, back to last month, back yeah. to last week maybe. But sometimes, most of the time, that is relevant yeah because of the changes that's going on but yeah yeah those are great things that yeah people say um and 
you know, I think I used to say myself until I came to a point where I realized that my peace um, is attached to being in flow with yes. the realm. And yes. unfortunately, and fortunately, um, yeah, using those words and having that mindset that those words hold truth mm-hmm. is not a part of vocabulary for someone who's trying to stay in flow. Hey. I can't, I cannot wish yesterday can come today. Yeah. I don't want to be who I was last year because he doesn't know as much as I do now. Um, the be who I was a year ago or five years ago, he would be lost in the world that I live in now. Whether it's by technical expertise, whether it's just by knowing what's going on in current events. The five-year-old version of me has no clue if I were to go back in the past and bring him now. Yeah. And so i rather survive with who I am now versus who I was. Yeah, people glorify the past. Um, that's what they don't call it nostalgia for nothing, right? They, they glorify youth. And they glorify distinguished like particular periods of time where maybe they were having a lot of really great experiences at that time. And then they're like, this was the best time ever of my life. And then they think that their, the rest of their life is going to be some kind of downhill trajectory. So they inject their faces with chemicals so that they can stay stuck, literally. Like Botox, that's literally what that does is it freezes your muscles um, so that you can confirm the illusion you have in your mind about time not passing anymore about being able to stay stuck um you know but it never holds because you got to go back you have to keep going back because you cannot fight the flow of energy once again you can't you got to go with it at some point in time no matter what you do you know when my biggest um lesson on this topic happened when i was about 16. Um, I had grown up going to a camp, um, like a summer camp, you know, the whole, the whole nine, you know, mess hall, lake, the cabins, all that. Right. And over the course of becoming a counselor and not being a a camper anymore, I was a leader in training, camper in L-I-T-C-I-T, you, all the camp people listening will know what I'm talking about. Um, camp had changed dramatically. People were singing songs that I was like, what are these songs? Where are you getting these songs? These are not the songs that we sing. <laughs> people were uh, trying to carve different new trails in the woods. I was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to use the trails that we always used. And I had peak, I was in peak, this is what we, how we've always done it, energy. Um and any to anybody who would listen, I would be like, this is the proper way you um, make your beats. This is the proper way you sing these songs. This is the proper way you sit in the bowl. This is the proper way or the amphitheater. Um, this is what it is. And the last summer working at camp was really cathartic because I knew it would be my last summer. I didn't know what I was going to do the summer after, but I knew that I was done And I mourned at the very last closing ceremony um, of the camp. I mourned for all that had been, for the highs, the lows, the totality of my experience that I knew would never be again. And I let it go. And the next summer, I worked at a camp that was, it was not even really a camp. It was like a summer rec program. 
and I worked there and it was miserable. <laughs> there were some bright spots, but it was a, it was a trying time. Um, tough colleagues, tough environment, a lot of lack, a lot of limitation defined the whole space. And I tried to infuse positivity where I could. And the next summer after that, they actually promoted me to lead that camp. I got a call. I was like, you know, I'm not ever coming back there. It was a terrible experience. They were like, no, no, we want you to run it. I was like, what? And you know what it was? It was my time to integrate. I integrated all of the things that I had space for, that I had thought that I would have to leave behind forever in the memory of what used to be in my favorite camp, my favorite parts of my camp experience. And I had the opportunity to recreate joy and fun and excitement in this new context. And so I pulled from all my lessons learned. I designed a leadership program for like the teens. I hired my friends (laughs) and it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And I ran that, that program for two subsequent years after that. What I'm hearing is you basically talking about the value of it's okay to think about your past and your past yes, experiences. Absolutely. But an individual should take those experiences from the past and not want to stay in one particular one, but actually bring them all together to improve where you are mm-hmm. currently. Yeah. And that's where um, a lot of people find the most peace. Um, but at the same time, it takes, it does take some effort because you have to go through and dig through some of the bad. Yes. And it's really digging through the bad that allows you not to repeat them. Uh, absolutely. And that's why a lot of people do usually remain stuck on just the good. Um, and then they stick with that one time (laughs) that they loved a lot, but taking it all, um, for what it's worth and using it to chart your way forward. Um, yeah, it's vastly important and it as in your case, brought along really strong and positive results. And I feel that applies to a lot of people who have found themselves in similar situations, but apply those old lessons to create a better space for themselves or a better outcome. Absolutely. You could do it in relationships. You've done that, right? Mm-hmm. Or you actually went through tough relationships. Relationships, took, work. Took time, right? All kinds of spaces, um, family. You know took time and yeah. space away to set, to like actually process and be like, man, this was terrible. <laughs> man, this was hard. You know what? Maybe not the whole thing was hard, but let me just keep the pieces that, that worked for me, that, that the lessons that you learned. And then you've now been presented with new opportunities to recreate a life for yourself that, actually works for you that actually gives back to you that actually supports you in your ability to thrive Mm -hmm. and because of that you move through different phases of your journey a lot faster and a lot more efficiently because you're not holding on to dead weight anymore you're not holding on to things that things that are done yeah it's to live a fearless life Mm. you know Holding on to fear will just hold you back, mm. hold anyone back. And that's a lesson that I had to gripe with and work on. And the more I've mastered that, 
having holding less fear, being less afraid of outcomes, um, valuing my own autonomy, my own success, my own trajectory in this lifetime mm-hmm. that I have, this one life that I get, uh, can't go through it letting other people manipulate your one life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, accepting that and changing my perspective to move ahead with my values. If I was to, it's so easy for people to, you know, tell someone what to do or coach them what to do. Right. But the biggest thing is, is, you know, putting that energy towards myself has allowed me a lot more success and a lot less frustration too, because sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't always control what's outside of you, but your ability to control your own actions is, is infinite. And I think that's where it gets lost in translation sometimes, but yeah, yeah, it's important. And it's, it's definitely something that, you know, minimizing the fear in my life, um, and maximizing, um, on outcomes that I desire. It's a, it's a snowball effect of having less fear because I know it's only I that I have to worry about. Yes. And that, that brings a lot more peace powerful it's powerful stuff yeah i'm excited to see what's what's to come but i'm more excited about the present prospect of of integration of like you said being responsible for oneself in the moment and one's own um potential via one's own actions (laughs) and and taking initiative to and responsibility for manifesting the life that we want to have. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, I guess that's all for now. I guess that's all for now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>